Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this week comes from Mark, the first chapter. As soon as Jesus and the disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring town, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogue and casting out demons. Here ends our gospel lesson. Please be seated. In our announcements, I forgot to highlight that we are uh, in search of a new treasurer for our congregation. So if, uh, I've talked to several people, but had no luck so far. So um, if you know somebody who would be uh, willing to serve the congregation in this important role, uh, please let me know. Well, grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the Second World War, an Iowan named Elmer Curley Richardson was wounded in the Battle of the Bulge. His jeep was ambushed in the Hurtgen Forest on the border between Germany and Belgium, and Elmer was shot through his midsection, causing severe damage to his internal organs. Reports said that he should have died of his wounds, but a German surgeon named Lud Ludwig Gruber, I should be better at my German pronunciation, this, uh, Gruber went out of his way to perform, perform extensive surgery and his work saved his enemy's life. Helmer then stayed in the German hospital for over a week recovering, despite the objections of Dr. Gruber's superiors. While he was recovering, a U.S. Army captain toured the facility under a truce agreement and met with Elmer in the process. Seeing how well the German surgeon had gone out of his way to care for a wounded American Army sergeant, the U.S. Army captain negotiated a deal to spare the hospital from a planned bombing raid that week. It was unknown how many lives this negotiation saved in total, but it is clear that the German surgeon's initiative to serve an enemy just because he was someone in need of help, spared the lives of many more than just one. In our gospel passage for this week, 
we hear about the mother-in-law of Simon the Apostle and the disciple. Unlike Elmer, she was not wounded in battle, but similar to him, she was healed by a great physician. Right after Jesus cast out his first demon and was recognized as a powerful teacher, he left with his newly minted disciples and entered the house of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a fever and apparently bedridden because of it. And Jesus took her, uh, went to her, took her by the hand, and lifted her up. And that's what the text says. Now, I don't know what this lifting her up business looked like. Part of me thinks that this was a friendly, gentle, helping hand to simply stabilize her as she got back up on her feet. Another part of me thinks that Jesus enacted the part of Hulk Hogan, or Stone Cold Steve Austin, and raised this woman above her head as though he was about to slam her down in the middle of a professional wrestling ring. You guys haven't thought about it that way? <laughs> Either way, if it was a gentle hand to help her stand, or a feat of human strength so dramatic that only can be featured in WWE awesomeness, she was healed when he did this. The fever left her, and she got to work right away, serving them. <coughs> this last part of her story has turned more than a few heads over the past several years. The idea that the woman was expected to serve, even though that she had just emerged from a potentially life-threatening illness. For better and for worse, many people are newly critical of ancient gender and relationship norms that expected women to have one role and one role only, while men had all sorts of choice and freedom. Now, the worst of these relationship expectations is potentially seen in stories like these, where women are only valued for how they serve men and not as equal human beings who need to be served, too. I don't want to ruffle too many feathers here, and I do think many of these concerns have a lot of merit. But if we get caught up in focusing on what others expected of Simon's mother-in-law, instead of focusing on how she responded to her own healing, we are missing the point. The fact is that the Gospel of Mark tells us that the woman's response to her miraculous healing was to get up by her own power and help others right away. Her way of saying thanks was to serve. Her way of appreciating her renewed ability to move freely about the house was to make sure that others were cared for within its walls. Her way of appreciating what our Lord had done for her was to show appreciation in return. Just as the German surgeon was likely spared because he had saved Elmer's life from his battle wounds first, Jesus served Simon's mother-in-law, and she responded by serving him in return. He did not ask her to. Nobody in the house forced her hand in the matter she simply arose from her sickbed 
and began to serve others around her. God was gracious to her, so she was gracious to others in kind. Now this story would be significantly different if it said something like, Jesus came to her and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and he demanded that she make, she make sure everyone in the house was fed immediately. It would be the same result, more or less, but with a very different means of arriving at it. Instead, Excuse me. Instead of her serving others as a free response to the wonderful healing she had received, her service would be an obligation directed by one more powerful than herself. But in fact, the passage goes out of its way to describe Jesus' actions leading up to the moment. It says, He came to her, He took her by the hand, and He lifted her up. The passage clearly lays out how he was, uh, Jesus was actively and decisively moving and working in this part of the verse. Jesus moves towards her. Jesus took her hand. And Jesus lifts her up. Next, however, the verse says that the fever left her as if it were moving of its own accord. No longer was it Jesus actively moving the action. But the fever was doing the thing that they were all hoping for by leaving her body behind. And then, then, after she had been freed of her illness, the text says, she, she began to serve them. Newly healed and whole, she began directing the action in the room. And when she did, she acted in service to others. It was her very own response to the great and miraculous thing that had just happened in her life. And she responded by caring for others, just as she had been cared for first. Many people think that they need to do good and holy deeds in order for God to bless them. But the story of Simon's mother-in-law shows us that this line of thinking is backwards. Jesus did not say, cook us dinner first, woman, and then we will talk about how to, we can get your fever uh, cast out of you. No. He healed her, and she responded in kind. Many get caught up thinking that we need to jump through hoops, stand out as holy and righteous in, in holy and righteous ways for God to be concerned with us, or do some grand gestures of goodness in, for, in order for God to tend to our pains and illnesses. Instead, the model of our healing and the miraculous gift of salvation offered to us in Jesus Christ is that it is given with no strings attached. God is not waiting for us to be anyone other than we already are in order to be good to us. No matter how sick, depraved, depressed, or mean we are, God always means to heal and forgive us. 
There is nobody beyond the grace of God. And when we receive the gracious forgiveness, healing, and wholeness that only God can offer, it is up to, it is up to us to choose how we will respond. We can do the opposite of Simon's mother-in-law by resting on our laurels and comfortably basking in the wonderful things that God has done for us. She certainly could have done the same. Or we can turn around and pay it forward, so to speak. We can pay it forward by serving others with abundant generosity. Getting your vaccine shot? Good. When you are immunized, go and visit those who are loneliest after this long period of isolation. Are you doing okay with this recession full of record layoffs and business shutdowns? Think about ways you can best help others who are suffering financially. When you find yourself blessed, think of ways that you can turn around and bless others. When we live our lives with gracious generosity towards others, we can find ourselves like Elmer and Dr. Gruber, unexpectedly saving each other's lives, all, saving, all the while saving others while following the will of God for our own lives. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.